0: Random Inks Productions presents the Credible Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Mark.
1: What's up, my nerd?
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Credible Nerds Podcast. Today we'll be talking about movies. There's only a few movies out in theaters right now, but we've seen the best two. We'll be talking about The New Mutants and Tenet are the big stories, are are the big releases right now in this COVID time. Um, As always, my name is Justin, and I have my co-host with me, Mark.
1: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: And this is episode 46 of the Credible Nerds podcast. We want to thank you guys for joining us. We want to say hello to our new listeners out there, and thank you for listening to the Credible Nerds Podcast, and hopefully you guys will stick around and get some some good enjoyment out of uh, our podcast. So, so welcome. And like I said, we'll be talking about the latest movies that have been coming out. Um, a lot of the movie theaters have been closed or showing older movies throughout the summer. And so there's not a lot of movies out there right now, but the two that we went and saw are right up our alley, they're the type of, of movies that the credible nerds like to see. So uh, me and Mark went and saw the new mutants uh, when it first came out in August. And then a few weeks later, we went and saw Tenet as well when it was debuting in theaters. So hopefully there's a movie theater near you guys where you guys can see one of these two movies or both or a different movie. I know over the summer, they were sh- our theaters were showing Various old movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Empire Strikes Back, uh, Jurassic Park, and you know some of those old 80s and 90s movies that we grew up on. So I did go see a couple of those. It was great to be in theaters to watch those older films. But for me, going to see The New Mutants um, for the first time in theaters, which was you know the first new release in quite some time since I think the last movie I saw in theaters that was a new release was Onward by Disney and I think, I think that was in early March and then like a week after that, they shut down all the theaters. So it's been quite some time for me. Uh, for you, Mark, how was it getting back to the theaters to watch You know the, what we saw, The New Mutants?
1: You know, for me, it was like about time, right? We're big movie goers. We love movie releases. We go to pretty much every big you know, movie release there is. Um, I I don't remember the last movie we saw. It was before Onward. I first time I saw Onward, I I think I saw it. I bought it on Voodoo, right? So I'm not I'm not sure what what I saw last, but it's you know it's been a while. So it was nice to really get back into the theater, you know, get that feel to see a, a movie I'm excited for. Um and, and it was almost a little nice too because the theaters were a bit empty uh and so you you know it had more room and things like that but you just didn't feel i don't know going to the mo- movie is kind of fun right you go there and they've got like popcorn and everything's upbeat and it just wasn't that way uh, but it was it was nice going to the movies i i enjoyed it
0: yeah i would agree didn't have that same energy that's you know the big blockbusters have where the whole theater's full and you know it's just exciting to be there type thing but it was fun to get back into it, like you said. Uh, they the theaters that we go to, they do have, you know, the mask requirement. They clean the seats between every showing, and uh, a lot of social distancing, all that stuff that's, you know, that's required nowadays. So it was a safe experience. I felt safe going there and felt fine sitting there with with Mark and everybody else. like you said, there weren't that many people. It's probably maybe a hundred people at that at our showing. So it was good to get back to that. So so we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll review the new mutants and tenants. But first off, something I've wanted to talk about on our podcast for quite some time, probably over a year is star Wars galaxy's edge that recently opened, um, reopened, I guess you could say in Disney world and Mark's been, he went a couple weeks ago and I went last uh, January in in Disney World and I had been last year about this time to the one in Disneyland, California. And then I'm going to be going back with my family in about a month. So definitely wanted to talk about Galaxy's Edge and what's open, especially in this time of the pandemic, you know, what's open, what the status is, what things look like. Uh, Mark was there, like I said a couple of weeks ago, so he has firsthand knowledge of that. First off, with Galaxy's Edge, like I said, I went to the one last year in uh, Disneyland. Um, the Rise of the Resistance hadn't opened yet, so it was just the Smuggler's Run with the Millennium Falcon, basically, and then all the shops were open. And um, so when I went to the one in Disney World, I was really looking forward to see, you know, what's different, now, how does Disney World compare to Disneyland, and what are the differences at that time, rise of the resistance had just opened in Disney World about a month prior to that. So, I was excited to go on that ride. But honestly, when I got there I was a little disappointed because it's the same thing. There's really no difference. There's small aesthetic changes that you can barely notice, but as far as the layout, the rides, the the queue for the rides, it's all pretty much the same. Which in some ways is good because then you don't miss something if you can't get to the other one the other lands but at the same time it'd be nice to have something different because i know if you go to magic kingdom in disney world which is basically disneyland then you go to disneyland in california like some of the rides are generally the same but they're different enough that it's it's a new experience and that was that's a cool thing to do because you just feel like hey, I haven't done this before. Even though I've been to Disneyland 100 times, I haven't been to Disney World on this ride. This is different. So I was kind of hoping it would be something like that, but it wasn't. So there was that, but still, to be able to go at all in the first place is pretty cool. So for you, Mark, showing up at uh, Galaxy's Edge, at Disney World, you know, just walking in for the first time, how was that for you and your family?
1: It was awesome. Uh, So... (laughs) With Rise of the Resistance, you pretty much have to queue up for, with a, a line, like a uh, virtual line now, and they only do it twice a day. So you either get in or you don't. Um, on my day, the ride broke down, and so it, they only allowed one queue through. And I was able to get in the queue, thank goodness, but then I had to wait till early afternoon to even go get on the ride because it broke down, but it it was awesome. I mean, you're standing there. I mean the the props are amazing. the The time they spent, you know, setting it all up, making everything look, you know, completely genuine to the Star Wars feel was is amazing. Um, And you know, the Rise of the Resistance is almost like an event as opposed to a ride. Yeah, it's not really a ride. Yeah. And and it was fun. I remember like my, <laughs> we went in there, you know, and uh, I like just a quick little uh, teaser, you know, like you get arrested and caught, you know, and I we go in there and I told them, I'm like, put our hands up so they don't get us. And so she put her hands up and everyone's like, no, you don't have to put your hands up. And she's like, I have to keep them up or you'll get me. <laughs> so which was kind of funny, but she was cute about it. She's like, we're under arrest. You know, she's just kind of a little distraught. She's, you know so but she had a good time and um that was fun
0: so so your four-year-old had a good time
1: oh yeah she had. A
0: good time. you had a good time so it's all ages would you say
1: yeah all ages for sure it was fun and then they put you on like a little um ride thing you finally get to a ride after you do some walking and you go on a little ride thing and and it, it was really quite fun um just a fun experience it was worth the wait i think that was the longest wait we had it was about 20 minute wait and it was well worth it um then uh, you know they had uh, chewbacca walking around they had ray walking around like so they had a bunch of different characters and those were a lot of fun to see uh they the restaurants in the area were great uh they did a lot i went and got the blue the blue milk the blue milk, yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I was surprised. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was like, Oh, yes, it's pretty decent. I mean, it wasn't like eight bucks decent what I paid for, it, <laughs> but it was right. It was still really good. Um, yeah.
0: you gotta get it, even though it's crazy expensive.
1: Yeah, you just gotta try it once. But did you
0: try the green as well?
1: I didn't try the green. I asked him, I'm like, which one's better? And everyone, everyone told me the blue. I probably asked 20 people and everyone's like, the blue's best, the blue's best. So get the blue. I mean, I didn't really want to drop $16 on like 12 ounces of uh, total liquid. So, Yeah.
0: I like blue Rochelle, my wife, she's, she likes the green. Oh wow. So I wonder, yeah,
1: I should have tried it.
0: But... I, I tried it and I, I like blue. Blue's better. I don't know what she's thinking. But...
1: <laughs> yeah. So it, it was fun. The smuggler run, um, ride. That was fun too. That's kind of an event, right? Cause you need multiple people to do things. But the way they did it, they're doing it now, is they're only allowing groups and families to go together. So it was, you know, myself, my wife, and my daughter Amaya, in a in a thing, and so it was only me that was into it, you know, and they're just kind of sitting there. And, they're just pushing buttons yeah you know like they're just kind of like okay and then it's kind of shaky so everyone got a little motion sickness and i'm a horrible pilot so like we were like all over the place even worse so i i didn't i enjoyed it it was fun to go on i suggest if you've never been definitely go on it but of the two the rise of the resistance was by far the best one
0: yeah i'm sure if you were to go later when you had a full group it's if you have two people driving and two people shooting the guns, and stuff, it's it can be pretty fun, yeah, but it's
1: that's what I heard. It,
0: it gets repetitive. It gets repetitive with the the shooting because you're just you know smacking buttons as fast as you can. Oh yeah, being the pilot is the best, definitely.
1: Yep, yeah, and that's what I was was the pilot, and then um, the stores were great. Uh, they had a lot of cool things in the stores. Um, Right now, you know, with all the COVID, they're only allowing one person or one group of people, like if you're in a group, to be in each store at once. So a lot of the times we were waiting for, you know, one person to look at every single item 55 times and then not get anything. So you're just standing there. But I mean, it was was still good. I, I was really impressed by the amount of detail they put in that thing, the amount of time and money and just... I mean, I do construction, right? And so I'm just like looking at these walls. I'm like, I wonder how they do You know, like this is a lot of work. So it was, it was, it was nice. I really appreciated.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as because you have a young young child with you, I went with teenagers. The teenagers were entertained, um, and I often wondered how would it be for little kids. How, what was your takeaway from?
1: that i you know she she liked seeing the characters but she like didn't know who chewbacca she's like look it's a bear you know like uh didn't understand who she was looking at i mean she definitely enjoyed you know seeing you know the mickey mouse stuff and you know frozen areas and different things like that way way better because you know those are characters that she connects with but she she still enjoyed it she liked it and um
0: yeah, because I wondered, they should have like a ride for kids.
1: Yeah, and I thought that too. I thought like, oh, there should be like a fun, I don't know, like they have the magic carpet ride and someone. They should have something like that, you know, like where they can get on speeders and do that or something. And, and that would be cool. But I mean, yeah, they don't. But I mean, she seemed fine with it. She didn't seem like, oh, this, this area sucks or anything. Right. Okay. Yeah. Love Yoda, right? She saw the baby Yoda and she's like, look, it's a baby green guy, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you got some uh, teaching to do with the bear and the baby green guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure.
0: Uh, glad, glad she had some fun. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, if you're, if you have little kids, um, it's only going to be good for so long and then they're going to get bored or there's no rides for the kids, like you said, they should have some speeders or something to they can write on. So anyway, so that's pretty much my experience too. I walked in and I was just amazed at the architecture. The, the ambiance is great. It's pretty big. Like it's bigger than I thought it would be because you can pack a lot of people in there and it doesn't feel crowded. So because there's just all these things to see and. Definitely Rise of the Resistance is, is an event, and it is the better ride, I guess you could say. Because uh, it's, I think there's like f- three different parts to it, really. There's the, the first part where you're on the shuttle, and then there's the part where you get captured by the stormtroopers, and then the, the last part with the tram ride right through the, des- the Star Destroyer. So it's it's quite the, I think it's like 15 minutes long, which you get in there, so.
1: Yeah, it was a Good minute. And it was fun because, I mean, the people in there that are part of it, you know, when you get captured, they're totally in character and they're just- Oh like, yeah. Right this way, please. So we go walking up and someone's like, on this side he's like, I didn't tell you you could talk, you know, and just like, just totally in character, care, you know, it was just amazing. That And that made it way more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So did you get anything in the stores or saw anything you liked?
1: Uh, I got a collector's pin. Um, that uh, for an R2-D2, was a limited edition collector's pin. So I got that, and that was pretty neat. Um, I wanted to get, I know had talked about this, I wanted to get the lightsaber that everyone talks about that's super expensive, 200 bucks and everything. And I went in there and looked, I was excited, and I was kind of let down by the quality of the parts I was getting. Like I assumed, you know, for that kind of money you'd be getting high, high quality stuff or at least quality, you know, like something sturdy. And and it just wasn't like that. I was really let down by that. And I and I was when I went out there, I told Chelsea, you know, I am getting one. So you know, we're we're spending two hundred bucks on it. It's just, you know, (laughs) you can't accept it now. And I saw it and I came out of the store and Chelsea's like, So did you get it? You told me you were gonna get it. I was like, nope, I I didn't. I was just I was kind of bummed by it, but all
0: right. you're talking about the Savvy's workshop where you go in and build it, right?
1: Yep. Yep. And you go build your own and you can pick, you know, your different handles and your different, you know, colors of the lightsaber. So it's really neat how they have it. Cause they have a lot of options, but the only thing that got me was the quality. It's, I felt like I could just go buy a $75 one for the same quality. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been my experience too. I, I walk in, I'm walking I'm going to get one of these and then, you start looking at them you're like these are just kind of plastic you know <laughs> and then so if i were to get one i think i'd get one of the the movie uh ones like luke skywalkers or mace Windu's or something like that i get one of those those seem to be a little more durable from what i can tell
1: yeah i was actually looking for the dark the dark saber color but they don't have that so uh, i wonder if they'll yeah. at some point i'm sure they will right but I, i was like that would be pretty neat to see but
0: nothing yeah yeah okay all right well that's our review of galaxy's edge definitely worth going uh, riding the rides questionable about buying the lightsaber i think with Sabi's workshop paying the 200 bucks i think you're mostly paying for the experience which uh is kind of pricey but um yeah check it out uh go if you can go especially in this time where it's hard to travel nowadays, but it's worth going, definitely. Let's talk about some of the latest news regarding some upcoming movies that are in production. Uh, When we went and saw Tenet, we saw the trailer for Wonder Woman 84, the newest trailer. And since then, the movie's been pushed back one more time to Christmas, December, 2020. So, if you are wanting to see that anytime soon, you're going to have to wait again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was supposed to come out... I think November of 2019. I don't know why they pushed that back. And then they pushed it back to May, I think, or June. Then it got pushed back to September. Now October, now Christmas. So I think that's kind of the general way of things right now, though, because there's a ton of movies that have been pushed back um, the past couple of months.
1: Didn't Black Widow get pushed back too?
0: Yeah. Black Widow is supposed to come out in May, I believe. But, uh, But that's coming out uh, November 6th, apparently. At least right now. Who knows in a month. Mm -hmm. But that's where we're at with that one. What do you think about Black Widow from what you've seen on the trailers?
1: That looks interesting. I think I'm going to go see it for sure. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, It's hard to tell, though, right? Because they they give you these really selective clips um, that just show, like, the big bang part and i've been lured into these movies before where i'm like oh this looks amazing i go in there and it's like oh i just watched the preview in long form yeah <laughs> you know? and so i'm a little worried about that because you know with my experience with 20 something odd marvel movies you pretty not much know what's coming on so every time you see a preview it's like okay i'm going to watch a elongated version of the preview but I think this one has a lot of dynamic to it, so I'm excited on what it could bring, and the storyline looks interesting. A little bit different, almost—I don't know—more not realistic, right? But a little <laughs> bit more
0: real. Yeah, you know what
1: I'm saying. Like, There's not
0: a million yeah. aliens attacking from outer space, and Tony Stark blows them all up.
1: Yeah, you know, like it looks like with you know, because Black Widow doesn't have you know superhuman power she doesn't have a suit, you know, so um she can actually you know get taken out you know as easy as anybody else is she just trained and so there's that aspect so i mean i've got a lot of hope for it and and i'm excited to see where it goes i just i don't know how they're going to do that where because does it take place before the events of the avengers or do they somehow is she in an alternate reality like this is loki's reality now you know what i mean where because you know we saw that when he took the stone and disappeared so now there's a new timeline so is, is it that timeline like I, I just don't know where it sits and i don't know if they've actually announced anything about that but i'm just kind of wondering where because it seems like it's happening after the fact but the storyline we know that you know she gave her life at in vormir right so i don't quite know how they'll explain that I, I know they'll explain it somehow but i i want it to make sense as something kind of cheap
0: yeah yeah, I think it needs to fit into the overall story. Twenty-two movies that came before it. Uh, I think that is the most intriguing part. You know, where is this, and what impact will this movie have on, if any, on the overall story? Um, I'm kind of thinking it's either like way before she joins, like way before Avengers, or even before Iron Man Two when she first showed up, or which I don't, I don't know. I don't think about. I don't think it's that. Or it's in that five-year period in between uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, yeah. where She's kind of running the show then and stuff.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely could be. But if, if that's the case, then right now we know everybody dies except her. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of like Rogue One. Like everyone's like, "What do you think's gonna happen in Rogue One?" I was like, "Everyone's gonna die." Like right? we've never heard of any of these people, and uh, yeah, sure <laughs> enough, everybody died. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that would be the drawback to that is you know we kind of know the the end story. So and we know we even know Black Widow's gonna die eventually. Like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day. So uh, maybe yeah, I don't know. I think that's the most intriguing part, and I hope they can pull it off. Cause it does look interesting. Um, I think if you, if you go back and listen to all our Marvel review episodes that we've done in the past, we're always talking about the super soldiers, you know, there's the captain America, there's the winter soldier, there's the Hulk at one point, they, they're all products of uh, the governments or whoever trying to develop this serum to create the super soldier and black widow is kind of along that same line where, there's this red room where all these women are, are trained to be these elite soldiers. And so I'm glad, I don't know if there's a serum involved or anything, but I'm glad that they're kind of getting back to that. Cause that was always a dropped storyline for me is, you know, they're developing all these super soldiers and then what happens? Um, all of a sudden we're talking about infinity stones. So, which is cool, but it kind of went a, a different direction. What they had set up with, the first, you know, the first few Marvel movies. So I am looking forward to
1: that. Yes. Yes. Very. That's, I mean, Wonder Woman a little bit more, but there we go. Yeah. And then along that line,
0: uh, the Batman with starring uh, Robert Pattinson, I took a hiatus on hiatus for COVID over the summer. And then they started up filming and then they had to take another hiatus because Pattinson got COVID and had to take a couple of weeks off. But now, they're back to that. They started shooting uh, f- scenes for that film. It looks like it's going to be released next year sometime. They did have a trailer that was released during DC Fandom. I think it was in August and we watched it. I thought it looked pretty good for, you know, just in the preliminary stages of production and they were able to release that trailer. I was intrigued by it.
1: So is this a standalone? Like is a, uh... Because I've heard rumors about Ben Affleck possibly coming back for Man of Steel type, you know, you know, Rego. So is it like its own thing not connected?
0: Uh I think I think there's a little bit of that because they are talking about a multiverse now. But where Pattinson's Batman stands, that's year two of his career. So he's just getting started with you know, being a Batman. So a lot of his tech and I think his Um, his suit and everything will be in the beginning stages. So, but as far as they're going to, next year, we're going to see the Batman with Robert Pattinson and we'll see uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League with uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, Bruce Wayne. So in one year, we're going to get two versions of Batman. And I don't know if they're going to be tied together or in the same timeline or if they will be multiverse stuff.
1: Do you think they'll do um, Infinity Crisis? Do you think that's where they're headed with this? Um, because I've wondered if that's kind of what they're setting up for a little bit. Uh, and instead of, you know, Robert Patt- you know, Pattinson being Batman, he'll be the Dark Knight, you know, which is the same character on a different world, right? World one, world two, Superman, Man of Steel. I mean, we know him, we think of him the same person, but in the mul- you know multiverse, they're actually different Superman. You know, kind of like they did on the WB series, they kind of did an infinite crisis. So, um, do you think that's maybe kind of what they're doing with this, or is that just hopeful thinking? Or uh,
0: I think so. I think what we saw in WB or CW, now I guess, is it was the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline, and they did show all these different uh, versions of the character, and in in the I think the last episode of the flash they brought in ezra
1: miller ezra miller right
0: yeah as the justice leagues version that we saw in theaters right so i think they are tying it i think they're taking that approach i don't know if they'll do a movie version i hope so because that would be better i didn't watch all of the the one on cw because it the quality i don't know i just don't get into it um I think the special effects quality is, is, is lacking. And so it's hard. It's less believable for me anyway. But I hope they do something like that on the big screen because then they'll have the production budget to be able to really sell it, really put some some work into it. I'd love to see something like that.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there's... You could literally pull from everybody, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Like, you have all these supermen that are still around and still alive and and whatever, right? So you could bring in quite a few if you wanted to or um i i don't know i just i just wonder what they're gonna do because i mean on for marvel they kind of had the end game right you you knew where you were going it was a showdown with thanos you knew that you know they did some time travel and stuff and so it's kind of like where's where's dc going with this i mean we're getting all these movies and now they're really starting to pump them out and we've got new contract from uh you know for superman for three more movies we have you know we're no we know we're going to see um a new i want to say captain marvel but uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> the real captain marvel yeah the <laughs> the real captain marvel uh, a new Shazam and i know there's a lot of word about uh who is it, green lantern and stuff so but where where is it going yeah. you know it's got to have a conclusion and what is that and in the world you know in dc world it's always been the infinite crisis and so yeah, well, that's why we're heading, right? Because we're going to get darks dark side, apocalypse and all those guys.
0: Yeah, I think the only tr- trouble with that is all the comic book nerds are like, "Yeah, this is awesome." But the GP, the general public is like, "Wait, I thought I already saw Superman and he was with he was fighting Batman and they formed the Justice League and now they're all, You know, they're going to be they don't know the infinite crisis, right? So they're just going to mm-hmm. be confused. So it's very I think if they have like a general, a movie storyline that's consistent, and then on the TV show, like, cause there is, there's the CW, but now they're gonna do the DC universe on HBO Max. We're talking like the, the Titans show that's, they're doing the third season of Titans on, on that. They've done a season of Swamp Thing. They're doing the Doom Patrol. They've done a season of Stargirl. And the Green Lantern series is going to be on HBO Max. So I think these different platforms, they'll probably have their own uh, universe in the multiverse. I I don't know if it's the universe, their own earth in that uh, platform. And then maybe they bring them all together down the line, but that's going to have to be like 10 years from now, because they're going to have to develop a lot of characters, a lot of stories, and eventually get to that. So I don't know if it's worth
1: it. Yeah. Well, maybe kind of stage one, how they did, you know, did phase one, I guess, they get up to brainiac, right? You yeah. see a brainiac showdown. Yeah. You know, because he was a pretty, you know, pretty heavy hitter, you know, as far as villains go for the, you know, for the DC universe. Um, and I, I think it's neat how he ties in. Like, you know, we read in Was It Earth One, he's like, you know, on Krypton, they called me this on earth they called me internet you know what i mean and so that was kind of interesting so i i I don't know maybe see brainiac bad guy i just don't know who the bad guy is right who we you know where's this headed
0: yeah i just want to (laughs) know i i think dark side is the ultimate bad guy in the dc universe Mm -hmm. so i think you build up to him if you want to do that model i don't know yeah so we'll have to see i just there's a lot of threads out there. I don't know if they're going to pick them up or if they're going to drop them and start over again. Cause that's always been my frustration is, you know, we've seen like four different origin stories for Batman in theaters, much less, you know, on the TV screen. So do we need another, do we need to start over again? And so that's always frustrating, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for the direction they're going. I mean, they have a pretty good movie slate for the next five years. So Black Adam, Shazam 2, like you said. Uh, They'll release the Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman. Uh, So yeah, so they're they're moving forward. The Flash, that's in production as well for Flash standalone.
1: Is it Flashpoint?
0: I think that's what they're doing. I think they're going to reset the story at that point and move forward from there, at least theatrically.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: So look for the Batman updates in the future. Uh, Also, with regards to superheroes, uh, WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. The trailer was just released. Uh, Did you watch it?
1: I haven't watched it yet, um, but I've kind of read up about it. It seems interesting.
0: Yeah, it just came out maybe yesterday or a couple days ago at least. So it's fairly new. Um, I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> it's weird.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, and that's what I read. The trailer kind of makes, everyone's like, what did I just watch? Like, what is this? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I think that Disney Disney's kind of doing that on purpose, you know, like, because if it's really that bad, uh, <laughs> you're going to have a rough time. I mean, I, I feel like uh, Disney has really dropped the ball. Dropped the ball on the Star Wars series, and so I think dropping the ball on the Marvel series is just going to like shoot themselves in the foot big time because that's two series that you've just kind of not destroyed but really damaged, and so I f- I feel like they're doing that to almost troll people. And then people are going to watch it and they're like, okay, that's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can see that happening. Uh, we, I did post the, the trailer on our Facebook page. Definitely check that out. If you're not a member, uh, go to facebook.com slash The credible nerds and uh, request to be added. But, uh, one of our followers on that page, David, he, I posted the trailer and it was like, Hey, what what do you guys think about this? And David responded that he, in the comics, I guess, Vision creates this alternate reality with him and Scarlet Witch to protect them, where they can live and, you know, kind of get to know each other and live their their romance, I guess. And so I I kind of thought, well, that's that makes sense based on what I'm seeing in this trailer, because it is this alternate reality, at least from what I can tell, that I don't know when it is, if it's before Vision's killed in Avengers or cause there was that time period, the first of Avengers where they had run off and they were kind of on the run with, with each other trying to build this life. So maybe it's at that point where they're trying to find how they can make their relationship work. And that's part of it. I don't know. Cause I don't think he ever comes back. I don't vision. Doesn't come back. Does he at the end of
1: end game? No, we never see him, but it makes no sense to me why he wouldn't come back. Right. Cause even, even, uh, um, they, they all said like, well, you know, if we take it out of him, he'll still exist, but we just don't know what part of him will exist, you know, because he was the person before he got the gem, je- the stone, right? I mean, he was Jarvis and he was, uh, who was it? Um, AI. I yeah, yeah, he was drawn and stuff. So like, he still existed, but just the, the stone kind of brought it all together, you know? And so I wonder... I wouldn't be surprised. It could be after, and it just took him a while to reform or remember who he was or whatever it is. I I don't know how they do it, but who knows, right? I just, yeah, that's
0: a good possibility too. Yeah. So anyway, that's that trailer's out. Watch it, do a search online. It's pretty available, not hard to find. Uh, Also on Disney plus Mulan just got released a couple weeks ago. But it is on Disney Plus Premium, where not only do you have to have Disney Plus at, I don't know, it's like five or six bucks a month, so not that big of a deal. But you gotta pay an extra 30, I think, 25 or 30 bucks to watch it. 30 bucks. 30 bucks, okay. Plus tax. <laughs> Plus tax. And I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea. I just don't like the idea with this movie. Like I'm not motivated to see move on. Maybe it's you know who I am and my demographic. I didn't really watch it when it was an animated show, so I'm not interested. I'll watch it when it's free on Disney Plus or when it's part of the the normal subscription that I'm already paying. I'll probably watch it then just to see it, but I'm not Mm -hmm. running out to see it and paying 30 bucks.
1: Yeah, I had a hard time with that too because you're ultimately paying to rent a movie that you're ultimately going to be paying a monthly fee for anyway. It's not like you get rights to it. It's not like if you close down your account, you still have right, you know, like voodoo, right. You know, you buy a, a digital copy of the movie and it's yours you can use it wherever, watch it wherever. But this isn't that you're just paying for a early access. That's that's all you're paying for. And, and I was really against. So I I said something like that. I know on our Facebook page, and someone brought up a good point. They're like, look, I, I spend 50 bucks on a night out with my kids, you know, spending $30 for a movie is, is nice, you know, yeah. and I can see it from that point of view. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I hope this isn't the new, you know, like a, a test into the new, you know, um, business model for Disney. Like, oh, we're just gonna, you know, altogether not worry too much about theaters. We're just gonna raise at least $30 on this early and, um, make a ton of money uh doing that so I, w- I wonder what they're over you know how much money it made um i don't know if i want to see it so i i watched mulan when i was growing up i i liked it um i think i was a little old for it but i still watched it and it was fun you know it, it was fun it's got the songs and some cool things and i heard they didn't make this one musical at all like no music at all and for me it's it kind of takes away from it you know the whole disney feel of it um know i don't know what their reasoning for is it but i I saw a lot of criticism online for it so i same thing i'm not going to buy it early i i thought about it but as i read more into what people are saying i kind of really turned me off so i'll i'll watch it when it comes out normal but i i I just have a hard time spending that kind of money for a movie i'm ultimately just i could just wait a couple months and watch for my regular subscription
0: yeah yeah plus i mean it is cheaper to do that instead of take your family to the movies um however it's a different experience going to the movies is way better than watching it at home even if you have the sweet setup you know this awesome stereo system and it's not the same it's it's probably pretty good but it's not the same in my opinion um like i've gone to movies and yeah so i went and saw iron man three in the theaters like three times and i thought it was this great movie Because of the experience, you know the sound system, the huge IMAX screen, everything. And then when I got it on video, watched it at home, I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." (laughs) You know, so just going to the movies can have that effect where you're like, "Oh, this movie's awesome," and it's it's an okay movie. And if it's a really awesome movie, then it's it's cool no matter what. So, what my point is, it's a different experience that you're not going to get, so it's worth the money.
1: Yeah, yeah, and experience is worth paying for, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 just don't want this to become the new model. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Mandalorian season three is coming out. If you want to watch it, uh, pay us an extra thirty, you know, thirty dollars. Otherwise, you will have to wait till for four months to watch it normally. Yeah, like, I don't want to
0: see any junk happen. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to see that either. I think there is a model for it if you get because there's all these like second tier movies that are released that are in theaters for a couple of weeks and they kind of suck but there's like there's one or two good scenes or one or two good things about it so you kind of want to see it but you don't want to go to the theater to you know waste time on the movie but you want to see it so I think that type of tier movies where you want to see it but you don't want to go to the theaters and see it if you could watch it at home at the same time for I don't, I think 30 bucks is too expensive, but like 10 to 20, then I think that type, that level of movie, I think would be a good fit for it. But major releases or these series, like you said, The Mandalorian, that's highly anticipated. Yeah, that's a bad call if that's what they're going to. Because why have a monthly subscription?
1: Yeah, it's like, I'll just pay the $30 and watch it and not.
0: Yeah, because right now there's nothing else
1: on Disney+. Plus
0: right there's like three shows
1: yeah yeah there's not many and most of them are older or you've you've seen or just too young for you I mean they're great for kids I'm sure but you know when you don't have kids it's kind of like well why am I here yeah why am I this? yeah so anyway
0: Mulan if you've seen it let us know let us know on our Facebook page or Twitter let us know what you think since we haven't seen it and won't see it for a couple more months All right, so on to the movies. We, Like I said, we went and saw a couple movies the last month or so back in theaters. And first off, The New Mutants. Uh, I was not familiar other than I was aware that there was a series of The New Mutants, but I've never read it or anything like that. So I didn't know these characters. So for me, it was all new. It was good to see. I enjoyed it. Uh, basically it's a, it's a more, it's not one of those big world event, life-changing movies. It's pretty, uh, I want to say intimate, I guess, in the sense that there's, you know, five main characters and one doctor who's there. So I guess there's six characters in the, in the main story. And then there's some, a couple background characters that pop up every once in a while, in like flashback scenes and stuff but for the most part, it's just these six characters and their story. And I was intrigued by it. I, I appreciate it. I think after we saw it, we talked about it and I, I brought up that, you know, it wasn't the, the typical comic book movie where the world's going to end and the superhero got to save, you know, fight all the bad guys, kill them all and fight the big boss and then save the world type movie. It's not that type of movie at all. It's, you know, it's a character story. So we got, uh, it was directed by Josh Boone. And Josh Boone is, uh, he's well known for uh, directing The Faults in Our Stars or something. Faults Among Our Stars or something like that. I've never saw it. But uh, that was his big movie. And then Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones is in it. And Anya Taylor-Joy, she was in Split, I believe, as well as Glass. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. Alice Braga, uh, I can't remember what she was in, but she was the Doctor. Blue Hunt is the main character, Danielle Moonstar. I, I don't think I've seen anything that she's been in before. And then Henry Saga is also one of the mutants. So there's the five mutants and this Doctor character. And the premises, they go to, the, they're brought to this hospital to learn how to control their powers because in the, the main character, Danielle Moonstar's case, she destroyed her village. She's native American. And I guess there was an incident that killed all the, the people in her village. And ultimately it was because of her and her mutant powers that were manifesting. So she was brought to this hospital to learn how to do that. And there was four other mutants there, there for the same thing. And the doctor, uh, Dr. Reyes is there to teach them and, kind of guide them along their path. And one interesting thing is they brought up with, with her, she was always talking about, you know, her boss, you know, the people above her and we were led to believe um, that it's like Xavier. And so we're thinking, Oh, these guys are going to learn here, train here to be uh, X-Men. They're going to move on to the next stage, go to the school. And, but that wasn't the case. So we learned that the doctor was she's employed by this company called the essex company or essex corporation something like that that it i knew it sounded familiar did you recognize that name mark
1: i only semi-recognized it from deadpool yeah. but i didn't know much about it other than that yeah
0: so this film was developed at the same time as deadpool 2 i believe uh logan and X-Men Apocalypse. And so they kind of wanted to intertwine them a little bit, connect them, but not necessarily have them rely on each other. So this Essex Corporation is owned by Mr. Sinister, who's one of the villains. And in the overall X-Men universe, I don't think we really saw uh, in the movies, but, and... The SX Corporation is what was responsible for uh, training and developing X-23, that little girl that we saw in Logan. And we actually see a scene. I don't know if it's a direct scene, but it's a it's in that same hospital that she was in before she escaped and met up with Logan. There where she was, uh, who was it? Was it Danielle Moonstar was training there? I don't know if it's the same facility. It was, it was the same type of facility that they had. You know, they had different facilities
1: throughout uh, the world. Those locked rooms, huh? Like they, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I remember as soon as we saw that, we looked at each other like, "That's that's from Logan." So we we recognized that We knew that, but we didn't really know how it fit in. So I had to read up afterwards and saw that you know it's supposed to connect to Logan and X Men Apocalypse. So I thought that was really cool that they you know they tie it in, but it's not necessarily. sequel or anything like that to the to those other movies so i always appreciate how in universe they're able to make those connections so what did you think of as far as the setup the the setting the characters for new mutants
1: mark i loved it i mean it's basically a superhero horror movie right Yes, yes and and that was amazing um it was something new And I appreciate that. I mean, we're so used to these Marvel-type movies, kind of the new DC direction for a minute, that they're so, they're really catered to kids. Well, you know, younger adults or something, you know, younger people. And, you know, so you have the same kid jokes. You have this, you have that, and it's fun and and everything, but sometimes it's, I don't know, too far away, you know, like it's just hard to connect. But so when it, you get some real life issues and some, you know, some deep peril and fear and things, I, I feel like that, that really draws it in. It's something new. And it, it just blew me away how it was. I mean, it was there was some scary parts in there that made me jump. Yeah. And and it was fun. And, and and I'm probably most sad knowing once we got done that we probably won't see something like that again, because we know was that Fox was bought out by Disney and i i don't see disney making anything like that i mean they could surprise me but it was really good you know the twist was good uh, at the end the the whole fight scene at the end was good the mutants were awesome to watch these kids come to their powers and to really see like oh these these kids have some some power and um I don't know. I, I the the show ends and you know you're like oh there could be a number two and there was a number two planned at one point and now I'm just like well let's let's get number two out because yeah. that was awesome that was just it, man yeah. I gave it a strong A strong A for originality for presentation and for staying on subject you know not trying to I don't know make a scary situation happy you know it was no it was a bad scary situation and the whole movie reflects that
0: yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's it's ironic that like you're mentioning that these the other Marvel movies uh, that we saw in theaters, they they have adults acting and the humor is geared towards kids and teenagers. But in this movie, it's a show about teenagers with themes and situations that's geared towards adults, right? It's more adult oriented. You know, there's nothing crazy. It's just it's just it's not your friendly neighborhood spider-man or whatever the case may be it's you know like you said there's some scenes that make you jump they're freaky they're scary and it was enjoyable to watch it's funny that this is the movie was only like 90 minutes long it was pretty short which i appreciated because i think if you add another 15 minutes it's too long because you didn't need it so in in some ways it's good that it was you know it's contained and On task, it didn't deviate into these, you know, tangents that we didn't necessarily need. And then also, it's the last movie that has Stan Lee as an executive producer that, you know, when he was alive. So that's a good, a good and sad thing for the movie. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's definitely kind of like the the end of the era, you know, as far as mutants kind of being its own thing outside of Disney. like you said, it's Dan Lee's last one, but I I think it went off with a bang. It's probably one of my favorite X-Men type movies in a long time. I think the last one that I really, really, really loved was Days of Future Past. Yeah. Um, and that's been quite a while now, right? And so since then, this is easily like the tops. I mean, if, if you like X-Men, if you like that kind of thing, you, you've got to see this it's just amazing right i mean i just keep hoping they release it on voodoo soon right uh, but um yeah
0: yeah i would say this one this one and logan are the most alike so like you said it's a, a superhero horror movie which we don't i don't know if we've seen that before maybe we have but it's rare it's not common i know that hulu is actually going to put out a similar marvel based horror i don't know if they're superheroes but are they it is a comic book based called hellspawn um, i know they're advertising for that but i don't i don't know much about that i don't i know they have powers but i think it's more supernatural than like mutant powers maybe they've decided to continue making more movies like that we'll see but yeah like you said it The ending's definitely open-ended. They could do a second one. Like you said, there was a a sequel plan. It might have even been a a trilogy at some point. Um, So definitely there's more story if if they want to do it. So it's it's still in theaters. I looked on IMDb. Uh, I don't know if it's near you, but it's uh, it's still in theaters. So if you have a chance to go see it, definitely go see it because it's worth seeing in theaters. I also give it a strong A. Uh, Highly recommended by The Credible Nerds. Next up, a couple of weeks later, we went and saw Tenet. This was originally slated to come out in the summer, one of the summer blockbusters, and it definitely is that. So it's still in the theaters all over the place at a theater near you, so if you can go see it, uh, we highly recommend it. But we also want, I wish someone would have told me this beforehand, um, you're not gonna understand it. <laughs> I'm just saying say that right now. You'll understand parts of it, most of it, but, you're gonna to have to see it again, at least once, if not more. It's kind of like, so along the lines of inception, where you understand what's kind of what's going on. You're like, oh, that's a cool concept, this is a cool story. But at the same time, you're like, well, what's, you know, what was that? Why is that happening? So it's kind of dual sided where you, you like it, but you don't know what's going on sometimes. So knowing that, focus on what you can understand and the main story, you'll understand the main storyline and go enjoy the film for you mark tenet what'd you think
1: uh good movie if you are into cheap thrills if you are like the marvel movies are the best movies ever made this is not for you um this movie is critical thinking almost right i mean you have to have like an open imagination and be willing to accept like things that you hardly understand that could be that you've heard about maybe one time or you dreamed about one time i mean it's it's a tough concept to take like as i was watching i was like oh man this is getting deep i've actually got to think about like what this this means and how this is um going to interact with with the rest of the world like these have some real world like real world consequences in a way that is hard to wrap your head around and like Justin said, you, you would have to see it. One of the first things Justin and I said to each other is we'll have to watch that again because there were some things that we knew we missed, but you didn't know you missed it until the end. Yeah. And um and I bet you could watch it a few times, just like Inception, you could watch it a few times and catch something new every time. Um it it was really interesting and and scientifically scientifically How do you say that? I don't know. There was a lot of science behind it. You know, 99% probably, you know, fake science, but (laughs) it was cool how they brought it in, you know, like they made it seem like, like this is real serious stuff. And um, it it was fun. It, It was interesting. And like, in my mind, I remember leaving and was like thinking like, how is this possible? And there was a lot of stuff that you know isn't in the movie but you know it affected the movie and you're like something had to happen there like i I don't know what it was and so i don't know if they're gonna make a next one or if they're just like nope that's the end you just get a play in your own mind and good luck you know kind of like inception but I, i would go see it i so for me it was a great experience it was fun and i know justin said it changed when he saw it the second time but we saw it in imax and there was something wrong with the sound and it sounds like from what i've read and what you told me that this was a common theme in all the most of the imaxes that the sound was just so squumpish with the imax that you couldn't hear some of the audio like you couldn't hear some of the conversations but when you saw it in a normal theater you could hear them so that's kind of a letdown so for me i docked at some points i gave it like a b plus a minus for that because of that but without that issue i I think I'd give it a a pretty good A and A minus. Same thing for kind of an original idea with the movie and how how things worked, um, you know, with cause and effect and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That that was really fun and interesting. Um, I think the actors were great. Robert Pattinson's in this, and I thought he did great. I I was thoroughly amazed. I really only known him as Cedric Diggory, and Cedric Diggory is just the poopiest character in the world. So um in both the book and the movie. So it was great to watch this and be like, oh yeah, this is you did a really good job. Um top notch on the actors for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like the actors as well. Um I thought they did a great job. It is a Christopher Nolan movie. So if you've seen any of his movies, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, um Memento, Prestige, blah blah blah, you know what you're getting. So um great movie but you have to think about it and I don't think every movie needs to be at this level of complexity but I do appreciate the one or two that come along every year that you're just like huh I need to see that again that was awesome it's definitely one of those Uh, so overall the story is a little confusing in the sense that it happens quickly and you gotta follow you gotta race along with what's going on Uh, but it is a heist movie And then it turns into a time heist movie, a time travel heist movie. And so that's when it starts to get complex. But then about halfway through the movie, it starts to make sense. You're like, oh, so that's why that happened. That's why they did this. That's why this happened. And it just falls into place. You're like, oh, this is amazing. And then it just keeps going and going and going, getting more complex and more intricate. So it's definitely, and that's why you have to see it multiple times because you get it. But then once it doubles back on itself and with the time travel, then you really have to think, oh, well, so that's why in the first five minutes of the movie that happened, even though you're at the end of the movie, basically. You know, so you have stuff like that going on. Well, some of the things that after watching it, I've seen it three times. So there's a lot of it that I do appreciate. And there's some parts that I'm there's a couple parts I'm still like, I don't understand that. Uh, but there's a couple parts like the reason there. so there's these time travelers or these these people in the future that are sending back weapons to our present to destroy the world. And I thought the premise of why they're doing that was pretty weak. It's basically because global warming, you know, the oceans rose and the rivers dried up. That's like the only thing they said about the whole thing, their motivation for destroying the present, which in effect destroys them. So it, I don't. I thought that could have been a little bit stronger because that, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, and it was like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, they're betting on the fact that it doesn't destroy their present. And like, that's kind of a squampish, you know what I mean? Like, it's so bad, we hope that uh, we won't die once it's fixed.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was kind of. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, what weirded me out about that I was like, well, okay, but if it doesn't have that kind of effect, if you do kill the people in the past, it doesn't affect your present, right? You don't fix yourself; you just destroy the you know your, the past, like because you're banking on that they, you won't be destroyed because it won't affect you. So right. it's just kind of weird. It was a little loophole, and for sure, but yeah, still-
0: yeah. And it's not; it's just they say it. And you're like, huh? And then it keeps going, and so I think if they could have shored that up a little bit better. Like make it a little more believable. And I like that it wasn't just, oh, there's a bad guy. He hates everybody. He's going to blow up the world. So I do appreciate that it wasn't that one dimensional, that there was some thought behind it, but still could have been a little better developed with a couple more lines of dialogue at least. And then another thing I was thinking of is, so the, the two main characters, they're introduced to each other in this movie, but at the end of the movie, we, End of the movie, we find out that they've been friends for quite some time, and so that leads itself into a sequel. And I really hope they do develop that because there's a lot of meat they could even explain better why the people in the past or in the future are trying to destroy the past. They could totally, you know, beef that up and make it more believable and more interesting. So hopefully, they Christopher Nolan's able to do something with that. So overall, it's a good film. I definitely have to see it a couple times. One of the coolest concepts that I liked that we could talk about for a little bit is the the temporal pincer maneuver. That's where we find out that the villain is sending his people back in time at the same time he's moving forward in time to, to accomplish their their the mission to steal this this MacGuffin that they have this they call it plutonium, but it's not. So, and then in the end scene, we see the good guys. Do the same thing where they send a team into the future to come back, and the team in the present moves forward to be able to accomplish their mission and stop the bad guys. So, it's a pretty unique concept where you have this time travel to meet up in the middle to accomplish their
1: goal. It kind of seems a little hairy Dresden ish, right? Um, where you're, it's, you're not just attacking a place. Uh, you know at the moment you're attacking at different points through time but you're attacking the same place and so it affects it you know and it affects it in multiple timelines which has a deeper effect right and uh so it's kind of interesting because as they're going through you know you can like see one team from their perspective they're moving forward but then the, the other team's moving backwards because they're going different directions through time and then you know flip to the other group and they'll be moving forward and but their actions had a direct action on the other group you know if if one group did something it affected the other group and you know in their timeline in a different way um than what would normally happen so it was pretty cool it was pretty pretty fun like i know like one time they were sitting there waiting he's like what are you waiting for and he's like i'm waiting for the Building to rebuild itself, and sure enough, it all of a sudden builds itself, and it's just so hard to wrap your head around, you know. Like, wait, like this is interesting, and so it, it's definitely a movie that you need to see multiple times. But it's a it's a fun movie to see multiple times. It's not like you're going to watch it a second time and feel like, well, I just got ringed into, you know, five and a half hours of movie just to try to figure this out.
0: Yeah, yeah, the rewatchability factor is high on this film, probably the highest I've I've seen. Because you do have to, if you want to enjoy the movie, you have to watch it again. I guess I, I should rephrase that. If you want to enjoy the movie to its fullest potential, because I think you can watch it and enjoy it just one time. Uh, but to enjoy it to its fullest potential, you need to see it multiple times. So definitely recommend that. Whether it's in theaters once and then home video the rest of the time, that that works too. But definitely see it at least once in theaters. In, in a non-IMAX theater, <laughs> preferably. So which is unfortunate because that's the best presentation. I mean, the best sound system, the best picture, you know, the best screen ratio, all that stuff, all that technical stuff. But the audio is just, like we saw it in the the part at the first with the trains, the background noise of the trains was so loud you couldn't understand half of what they're saying. And then there's a scene on the, when they're on a, some boats, with this water splashing everywhere, and it's, it was too loud, you couldn't understand half of what they're saying. So and they were kind of important scenes, so it was, it was too bad that it, that was the case for us. But like I said, I saw it in a normal theater, and it was, it was fine. It was good. All right, so we want to thank you guys for joining us on the Credible Nerds Podcast, episode 46. Definitely check out our prior episodes. Like I said earlier, we have a whole series on the Marvel Avenger movies, starting with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger all the way up through we still need to do uh spider-man far from home the last one in the series but uh, we'll eventually get to that Um, but we've done all the avengers we've reviewed and discussed in in length about each of these movies and how they relate to each other how they're good movies on a standalone basis how they fit into the overall story characters the whole bit so definitely check out those and then we've also done uh we started a, a harry dresden Series called the Starborn Reports. If you haven't uh, heard of Harry Dresden, listen to the first episode. We we talk about how the series is introduced. We talk about Harry Dresden, who he is, what he does, what the story's about, and you can have a, an intro without actually having to to buy the book. And if it's something that you're interested in, go buy the book and read the series. I think is a book seventeen that's coming out, or is recently come out.
1: Uh, I think it's technically 16, but but you have like some of those extra books in there, but they don't actually count. But I, I'd have to double check. I don't know, but um, it's really <laughs> one that, da- you know, the second half of the first book. So they had a book come out a few months ago, like you know, and uh, but then the book only halfway finished. And so now there's another book coming out. So it's really completing the book. So it's really just one book. Um, I think it's it's called Battleground. They just released it twice for, don't even get me going for all sorts <laughs> of many reasons. Other than
0: that, it's a good story though,
1: right? Yeah, like, uh...
0: <laughs> well, you'll have to wait till our review, right?
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment, but there's some good theories as to why. My concern was his his ex-wife, was a big editor and a big part of, you know, helping develop characters and story. And she's no longer with him, right? They got divorced, et cetera, et cetera. She's parted ways. Um, so some of the concern was, oh, this is showing how we, you know, what's happened after she's left is that he's having a hard time develop certain characters and yada, yada, because that was what she did and she was a great editor. And there's other people saying like, no, this is a setup for this bigger reason for, Some people that you can't hear their names (laughs) um it's a setup and and this is what's going on so and the theory is really strong it has some good merit to it so that's what i'm hoping for which is why book one was kind of weak and if so then it's going to make book two amazingly strong and it's all going to come together and i'll pee my pants in excitement or it'll just be terrible and i'm going to uh write his ex-wife and say, please come back home. home."
0: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So (laughs) So when you say book one and book two, you're talking about like books 15, 16, or 16, 17, whatever it is, part one of 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is what I'm saying, you know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we got two episodes of that series out. So definitely check that out. We've got wheel of time series. If you're unfamiliar with those novels, definitely check out uh, book one. Uh, the Eye of the World, and what else do we have? We did a a Batman: The Dark Knight podcast. We did a Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Uh, so we have these different series that we've uh, recorded over the years. So definitely go back and check those out. Uh, we'll be moving forward with new reviews of new movies, as well as going back and revisiting. We've <laughs> we've always talked about uh, reviewing all the Batman movies, starting with Batman 1989, and then moving forward with you know, Batman Returns, Batman Forever or whatever, but then the, the Dark Knight trilogy and then these new Batmans with Ben Affleck. So we're going to get to that at some point and we'll talk Batman because he's one of our favorite characters. So we have a lot of stuff in store that we want to keep working on. So stay tuned uh, for all our episodes. And then we'll obviously be putting out this main show, which is this is episode 46 of our main show. So, Thank you guys for joining us and follow us on social media. Join in the conversation there. We have a Facebook page, uh, Twitter account, Instagram. So definitely check us out there. Support us on Patreon if you'd like. Uh, you can find exclusive episodes with exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Like there'll be some material from this episode that you won't hear on our normal podcast uh, show. But if you go to Patreon, join us and support. Some- support us there you'll get an extra three to five minutes maybe more of content as well as some exclusive episodes that aren't released anywhere else so check us out there we really appreciate it once again thanks to our our latest and newest listeners we appreciate you guys and stay tuned for our next episode
1: thanks guys